Gang, for over a year now, I've been talking about True Hemp Science Full Spectrum CBD oils and how they've reduced my anxiety and helped me get better sleep without waking up feeling foggy and confused. I've also talked about the Full Spectrum CBD bombs that relieved my hand pain last year and made playing piano and guitar much easier. Well, gang, today I'm going to tell you about True Hemp Science organic gummies made with full spectrum hemp oil that are available now. They come in two different gauges. There are five, uh, 50 milligram ones that have 50 milligrams of CBD and 1.5 milligrams of THC. Then there are ones that are 100 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of THC. Absolutely delicious uh, lemon lime slash orange flavors and also watermelon black cherry flavors. Super, super delicious. Now, now, they also have a complete line of full-spectrum CBD products, including oils, tinctures, skincare lotions, sports rubs, chocolates, gummies, all kinds of stuff. Well, gang, How Did I Get Here has teamed up with True Hemp Science to bring you a very special offer that benefits all of us. Spend $100 or more at TrueHempScience.com and you will get a free gift. Just enter the code HDIGH at checkout. There's a little code place there for you to enter it. H-D-I-G-H and you will get a free gift with purchase. That's right. Go to TrueHempScience.com and balance your body and mind with True Hemp Science. Let's get down. You may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? It's time for How Did I Get Here? I'm Johnny. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a great Memorial Day weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. I had a really good weekend so far. I'm doing this on Monday, the Monday of Memorial Day. Actually, Memorial Day. Uh, Friday was great. Skyrocket played at 310. Austin City Limits Live. We had a fantastic show. Great crowd. I, I, felt, I felt like, I felt like we, we actually did it too. There was a little extra special juju in that show that kind of made it explosive. So I want to thank anyone that came out from listening to the show because it was really great. It was very packed. We almost sold it out. And on Saturday, man, my friend Miles Zuniga came and we went and saw Spoon, the great and mighty Spoon down at the uh, Whitewater Amphitheater in, uh, in New Braunfels, which was great. I love that place, man. That's a great, great place. Um, anyway, the band was incredible. I, I can't, I've, I've been watching Spoon for probably 29 years. I think 29, 28 years. I don't know, since like 95 or something, 94. But seeing this band and how far, you know, these artists, Britt and, and Jimmy know, and, and the crew they have, like the band they have now is like the best version of Spoon I've ever seen. But like watching them play live, there was a couple of times I was really overwhelmed with how great they were and thinking, thinking to myself, like this is one of the great American bands like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or Cheap Trick. Like they, you know, the band is fantastic. The songs are amazing. They have a great, great front man just giving everything he's got and bringing you into the show. I don't know. It was, it was just beautiful and great. Got to do a little hanging backstage with the gang afterwards. Uh, backstages have changed a lot. I'll tell you that, man. Everyone was pretty mellow, just chilling out, having water, putting some ice on their arm from the gig. <laughs> it was a good time. Anyway, the band was incredible. Spoon, get out there and, and see them if they're coming to a town near you. I know they're going to like New Zealand and Australia this summer, but they're also on tour for most of the summer. Um, tonight, on Memorial Day, Skyrocket's playing a party today, and I just found out what it's for, and it's for the Texas State Senate end-of-session party. 
So all those guys are going to be there. But after what happened with Ken Paxton on Friday, I wonder, I mean, I'm just laughing at the sort of the absurdity of these guys are having a party and they just went through something pretty heavy that really has only happened twice in Texas history. Anyway, uh, I'll let you know how that is on Friday's show. I'm sure it's going to be fun, but hopefully they're not bummed out. Hopefully they came to party. Um, Gang, I do want to talk to you guys. Uh, A publicist reached out to me a couple weeks ago and we tried to get this this podcast lined up with this band called Palace, Uh, but it wasn't able to happen and I'm not going to be able to do it, Dave's show, but they will be here tomorrow, Wednesday, May 31st at Emo's. Uh, Go check out this band Palace. They're they're really fucking good, man. Go check out their music and grab a ticket. Go to Emo's. Go see them. And if you see me there, I'll be there. Come up and say hi. Be like, hi, Johnny. How you doing? I'll be like, fine. How are you doing? Um, anyway, so that was my weekend. That's what's going on. I'll let you guys know how it goes playing for the Texas State Senate that's in the middle of an impeachment hearing having a party. Uh, that was planned before, of course, the impeachment hearing. <laughs> All right, gang, I have a great, great, great show for you today. I'm sure you guys over the last couple of years have uh, gotten hip to Austin, Texas Musicians, which you can find at austintexasmusicians.org. It's uh, an organization, a network that mobilizes and empowers advocates for our shared community, elevating industry conditions and empowering professional musicians to lend their voice for change. Uh, they have a musician advisory panel. Uh, they have unified a- uh, advocacy. They do some job creation. They've actually created $100,000 in gigs for, for artists here. They help with education. And they also were, were a extremely, uh, extremely important in starting the uh, Live Music Fund, which takes the hotel occupancy taxes and puts it into music events and such. So uh, the CEO... The Chief Executive Officer of Austin, Texas Musicians, Patrick Bukta, is my guest today. Now, not only is Patrick Bukta the CEO of Austin, Texas Musicians, this guy is a musician himself. He's been putting out some great music. You can find him at buktamusic.com. You'll be hearing a song on here uh, called Blue is the Color of My Heart, which is a great song. He has this kind of like Tom Waits vibe as an artist. But not only not only is he a great artist, and he put out this Jigsaw Man EP, sorry, there's, there's two EPs he's put out, The Mortal Gallery in uh, 2022 last year and Jigsaw Man in 2021. Now you're wondering what has he been doing like in between them, but like he was born with illnesses and, and problems with his liver and he ended up getting a liver transplant some years ago. Uh, it ended up going into a divorce and then dealing with his dad's Alzheimer's who passed uh, uh, a couple years ago. Sad, sad, sad story, but he's overcome all of that stuff. He's in great shape. He's out there running uh, Austin, Texas musicians and helping our community like nobody's business and also creating music and putting it out. I can't tell you, this guy's fucking great, man. He's like, as I said, he's got a Tom Waits vibe, but very sweet dude. I've been seeing him around for the last few, you know, for years, but for the last couple of years at events ever since the pandemic led up and we've been talking about getting together and doing this, but it wasn't until I saw his video of him playing at Saxon Pub where I was like, holy shit, man, I need to get, I gotta, gotta get Patrick on. So me and Patrick Bukta have a great conversation about all of his stuff, his personal life, uh, his making music life, this Mortal Gallery, uh, the Mortal Gallery EP and Jigsaw Man that he put out, Austin, Texas Musicians. We talk about that extensively and how you can get involved and what they provide for our community and much more. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with this lovely man, Patrick Bukta. Let's get down. Of her 
I saw that you had come back and you were playing those shows, and I was like, uh, I'd never heard your stuff before. You, you know, uh, stuff's it's really good, man. Thank you so you, much. You have like yeah. a Tom Waits kind of vibe. Yeah, that's that's. Is yeah, that what they say? Yeah, I think the more my voice settled into this deep register after like a hundred endoscopic <laughs> procedures, then yeah, it's kind of my wheelhouse. So. Yeah, my God, that's yeah. a harrowing. Man, you read yeah. your 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 uh, your bio, and it's it's. Yeah, well, it's, it's like a, it's someone's true. medical chart as well sure. as like yeah, a fucking yeah, regular yeah, bio. Totally. Totally. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, I don't even know where to start yet with you. Let's talk about the Austin, Texas musicians. Sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys started this, you and mm-hmm. Sonia, right? Uh, and Nikia. Nikia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back in 2019, uh, almost exactly four years ago now. And so what was, what, what inspired you to start this organization? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I was, uh, I mean, I moved here in the early nineties, uh, just like you to play, you know, music. I, uh, I, uh, well, you're from here, right? Is no, it, I, I, yeah. I lived here in the eighties and I, I, my mm-hmm. mom always had friends here Yes, and yeah. we came here a lot when I was growing up. So I had right. Austin. Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, I did move here in the, in the early nineties. Yeah. Same 91. to play, um, to play music, you yeah. know, so I've always been a, a working musician and then when I saw this pop up uh, in 2019, I was uh, just leaving a kind of toxic work environment. I had been at KVU for 11 years, which was great. And then I jumped off to work at um, a, a national nonprofit. I won't say who, uh, but it's the second letter of the alphabet three times in a row. I'll just oh, yeah. leave it at that. And and uh, jumped out of there finally after a year. That's weird because that's like a, one of those things that like you trust when you see the sign you on the think, door. You go like, all right, all right, these guys think, aren't going to take my money. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, let me ask you real quick. Did yeah. you ever know this guy named James Floyd at KVU? Uh, I yeah, of course I do. Yeah, James, my, I uh, he and I have been friends. Oh yeah, since we were two years old. What? Yeah, our moms Good. were friends in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, James is in the sales department there. I think still. No, no, no. He moved. Now. He moved a while back. Did oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a rough couple of years. I, I didn't realize. Yeah, his oh, his uh, wife died, and his dad oh just God. recently died too. Oh, jeez, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, please. Um, I, we, I went to we this. We know a lot of this. You same. know, the, remember the Ark? Yeah. They had this sure. party yesterday for the uh-huh. for the Austin rehearsal complex. Yeah. It was super awesome, man. It was like catered with like paella and all this. No, it was really, it was really rad. Oh my God. Um. And like, you know, really nice, like trailer bathrooms yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. like not porta potties. Anyway, sure. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, it was really, it was really nice. Uh, but now when you go and see all the people that you've been seeing your whole life, it's like, oh man, oh, and you know who died. And a uh, friend no. of mine yesterday was like, he was going through the list of all the people that died. And he finally goes, I was like, man, that's a good hat. Where'd you get the hat? He's like, um, and tell you this, my hat guy died, and oh, I just no. busted out laughing because I was like, "Even the hat guy!" Oh my god! Yeah, I yeah. guess that's going to be the case the longer we're we're here. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so sorry. So you, no, please. You, um, you, yeah, we we started uh, about this time in 2019. Um, you know, uh, as you know, there's a group, Austin, Texas musicians community, that Nikia started in 2008, and now right. I think it has around four. 5,000 members, right? Yeah, it was like at the dawn of Facebook. Yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, And so there's kind of this fever pitch to go storm the castle, right? You know, musicians are fed up with, 
you know, conditions here and they wanted to do something about it. So I think what happened next was Nakia decided, let's organize this. Let's get a little focus. Right, and that's right. where I saw an opportunity, came in and, and applied some experience there. Right. But when you say what's wrong, what what did you see was wrong? Sure. Um, I think, you know, with, with the city and the way they relate to musicians, um, there's just a massive gap uh, between seeing, you know, People don't see musicians as a valid workforce in this community that contribute a massive amount of uh, economy, you know, to Austin. And, uh, you know, you can make the argument pretty simply that our entire tourism industry and the resulting corporate economy is built on the backs of musicians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I was like, no, <laughs> uh, no, no. I understand that. And right. then, and 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 so it looks to me like then, then we as a group, yeah, uh, we didn't have a voice at the table or a seat at the table when we definitely deserved one. Correct. So mm-hmm. th- this is all is it's mm-hmm. this all kind of came to being with the with the with uh, Erica the 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 ATX music office as well, kind sure. of rising yep. at the same time. Correct. And you guys work in tandem Absolutely. on many projects? Absolutely, we do, yeah. Um, we worked very closely with them in 2019 to um, get what we now call the Live Music Fund on the table, you know, make an argument to pull down a portion of hotel occupancy taxes to go back to music. Okay. Uh, and uh, these are tourism taxes. These are not taxes on Austin citizens. So, Correct. you know, easy, easy argument to make. And it's um, an easy argument to make that when you walk out of a plane... And into an airport, and the first thing you see is live music capital of the world, and then you see any of our friends standing in exactly the thing, singing that. in the Saxon pub. At, yep, it's the, the brand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why don't we benefit from that when yeah. everybody else is? And so, you know, we got musicians out to vote on this thing in 2019 in an off-election year in, this, in a city election. It never happens. And realized at that time that musicians actually probably make up the largest political block in this city, bigger than the fire and police unions put together. I bet that scares the shit out of like the city when they it, found out what it was. Like, oh shit! They, they banded together. They found a yeah, way to man, get us. They really they, they talk to us now when they when they want something because they know you know we have a pretty loud voice when we need to. So why? Uh, okay. So what other problems did you see at that time? Sure. Uh, um, that that made you that was the impetus, like, because this is it, this is turned in. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's in a relatively short time. In sure. four years, you've gone. Oh yeah, from yeah. like you know now you have t-shirts. Yeah, absolutely. Have, yeah, from a Facebook page big... to t-shirts and, and stickers. For and stickers, but cases, you know what I mean. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. I mean, you guys have gotten to a place where now you're yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. really, I think um, we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do, and then of course, just like it, everybody else, the pandemic hit. Right. And we sort of were forged by fire, you know, at that time. We didn't really, you know, we kind of knew what musicians needed. But then all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about putting food on the table, keeping the lights on. And that's when we started to lobby the city for the Austin Music Disaster Relief Fund. Uh, managed to get, you know, $6 million out to musicians, $5 million out to venues. And if you remember, yeah, we were up, uh, you probably saw us up at City Hall yeah. with the bullhorns and the masks on and yeah. and all that. So, um, yeah, we're effective when we need to be. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, same time, we made a great partnership with Texas Workforce Solutions. So we helped about 100 plus musicians get directly to their benefits. That's a great thing yeah. because I know just even uh, like in Skyrocket, 
we're a partnership. Right. But yeah. there were a couple guys that just for tax reasons, they found it easier on themselves to be uh, uh, what contract labor. Exactly. As opposed yeah. to partners. Yeah. So when the, when the uh, PPPs rolled around, right. those cats weren't eligible for our banned PPPs exactly. because of the way that yep. our, our business was structured. And then, and then a couple of guys, it, were, it was just like the never-ending story, like every month yeah. reapplying for this shit and trying to make yeah, it happen. Yeah. But you guys were out there helping people and, and making sure that it was happening. Because I know that that's a difficult thing for... Well, yeah, it was it was so much of the red tape was just waiting in line for weeks on end to get right. a response. Right. And because of the partnerships we made, we were able to pretty much solve these things within a couple of hours. You know, they'd get to their benefits. And, and it was really significant. Uh, workforce Solutions, we got a partnership with them. We still get weekly jobs lists just tailored to Austin musicians. Uh, who need are these, income. are these gigs are like, uh, Hey, this guy needs his fence painted or something. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um, either one. I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, money. they're, they're, they're <laughs> jobs, whether part time yeah. or full time to supplement income. But we, and at the same time, we also made this great partnership with the trail conservancy, uh, for paid performance opportunities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw yeah. Uh, Sidney Wright out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, under the trees. Yeah, yeah it was great. great. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice surprise. And one of the better paying, I mean, I'll tell you, it's, I don't know if I should say this, but. Don't say the number, uh, but yeah. it's a good paying gig. It's a really good, good. paying gig. Yeah. Good. So. We need those because like ultimately like you go out and you do a set like at Saxon Pub and stuff yeah. and you get the door. If you have a band and you are like Sydney, well, Sydney writes the wrong person because she's literally the one woman band. <laughs> right, right, right. But if it's a guy like you or me who, mm-hmm. who has to schlep along a few guys, exactly, you know, yeah. you might be paying out of pocket at the end, of, even if it's a good night. Cause Absolutely. We, I mean, my guys cost a lot of money. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 you guys are all been doing it for so long you get yeah but well, you also don't yeah. want to be like oh man johnny just gives me 20 bucks well, for these yeah. yeah otherwise <laughs> then you don't get the same guys yeah, right yeah, yeah totally yeah. but you know what i mean like there's this uh <clears throat> it's good to have those gigs and that they're, they're you're able to parlay that it's good to have, have had the access to that money and stuff during yep. those emergency times but it's good that you turn this into like a work thing Absolutely. Where, you know, you never know who's walking down the trail. Someone might get turned on to this person's music or, you know. That's it, you know. Uh, and we now do uh, booking for Aloft hotels, all the Easy Tiger locations. Uh, oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah. So what, do all... they, Easy Tiger has music? Yeah, they, they do now. They do um, now? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they, uh, we need to work on the PA systems a little bit. It's got this idea of you and you and, you and Nakia with the owners of Easy Tiger with a gun to their head. Yeah. You're going to have three nights at yeah. least, right, bro? Pretty much, yeah. Well, and that's where Sonia comes. And she's great with that booking stuff. Yeah. She she actually managed to get them to add in an extra fee just for uh, cartage. If you're setting up your own PA, you know, it's an extra $140 charge, you know, if you're bringing your own stuff. So that's great, right? Nobody does that. And Sonia should also be like a booking. Does she book she does, outside? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I, I like her yeah man. <laughs> nice skills to nothing have. worse than schlepping a pa into oh, a God, place right. and all your stuff and you some most of the time you got to borrow that pa from a friend yeah exactly See, or yeah. rock and roll rentals yep. it or something oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure i was gonna yeah. ask you this because i was sure. looking i was going through the website and um there were some uh can't remember if it was services programs mm-hmm. or what but there's this thing called gig buddy yeah right yeah and that was that a free roadie it's I, a, what is that? Uh, sort of, yeah, pretty much, Johnny. It's um, you know, I was just talking about it with the city councilman this morning. It's um, it's a free program that we started in partnership with the Downtown Austin Alliance. 
in block by block. You see those guys in the red shirts downtown picking up trash and all that you know stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, yeah. right. And so what we do is you'll schedule through Sonia, go downtown to park, uh, pay for um, or whatever you, you park, and then uh, these text the number. These guys will meet you at your car, uh, provide safe escort, cartage, and setup to and from your gig for free. This is a free service. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And and so as that, as our foundation, we're now working on, um, knock on wood, uh, parking is the big one. We're almost we're almost there. So, if, dude, can, if you could if you can swing, dude, there's nothing worse than going to a gig and paying yeah. like forty five bucks. Yes, exactly. Right to park yeah. for that gig. I think we just landed the golden calf, the holy grail. I think it, I think we're we got it, but I, I, I don't want to say too much and jinx it yet. No, that'd be great. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I want to say that gig buddy, when I first saw it, mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> he can get free. That's the first thing I thought. Right. Just, he does, yeah. I just said it over there. Thanks bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. I know. Right. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I, this isn't funny, but I'm, I'm in skyrocket mm-hmm. skyrocket. There's seven of us dudes. Sure. And, uh, before we had a female sound person, uh, there was just one lady. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. she does the collecting of the money and stuff. She doesn't sure. get the stuff of that. She, she got. Uh, she had to go to court. It was physically, uh, not not sexually, but physically attacked. Yes, by a guy. Yeah, there we go. Getting right. her shit together downtown. That's exactly it. Austin, at, before the whole crazy mm-hmm. homeless thing's been going on. I mean, right, it was right. like fifteen, not fifteen, twelve years ago or something. Sure. A, a, a sure. while back. Yeah. Um, but you know, this thing's great because that is, that is one of the things that would, you know, take somebody like, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't fuck with Billy Buck, but like Natalie Price or something, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't want her walking to, I don't want to think of her walking around alone with a guitar and like 250 bucks cash in her pocket. You know what I mean? Well, and and that's, it actually came out of, so we have this thing called ATXM sisterhood that I think Jessica mentioned to you last time. Right. And that's just for female musicians and, and women in the industry who, you know, have a private place, no boys allowed to kind of talk about what they need and talk about the issues. That's right. where Gig Buddy came because they're, you know, they're scared, you know, rightfully so. Rightfully so. To, it also says, like, because I'm including myself in this. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. The bandmates are total dicks. Like, right, this has right. got to start at home. Like, we, we got to look out for these ladies, too. Well, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. I, I was very embarrassed and, and bummed out because I, I. Yes. Since there's six dudes, you're like, well, one guy's out. I'm gonna, I'm out of here. I already packed up my stuff. Yep. That guy will walk her to her car. Totally. Nobody did. Yeah. And that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. That's exactly it, right? So at least we have the system in place. We haven't, we, we need to market it more, but it's, it's right there. It's free for anybody to use. And you get it through you guys at, uh, at, uh, at correct. Austin, Texas musicians.org. Yeah, just org. email Sonia at Austin, Texas musicians.org and set it up. Good to wow. go. Yeah. Dude, this is great. Also, the booking thing is great, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a congratulations. Thank you that's so much. Like a, you know, those hotel gigs, while they're not like rock star making uh-huh. gigs, y- you never know what happens. Like It's true. Remember the lady that the lady that sang with Tears for Fears, the yeah. woman in chains lady? Yes, yes, yes. Some lady in a hotel in Kansas right? City. 
they were down there having a drink going like, man, she is awesome. You, you never know. And <laughs> yeah, I, you never I just, know. I played some of these Aloft hotel gigs a few weeks back and it was a nice little sort of living room environment, like a little sunken living room, just yeah. really nice intimate vibe. So yeah. These well, you meet people, fun. you know, Absolutely. and you, you know, you might make new fans. Yeah. You know, exactly. that's the thing is trying to spread the word and that's why you're out there playing and that's they exactly pay well. It. Yeah. And good. they pay great. Yeah. yeah. Really well. I, I was surprised when I got the check from Aloft because <clears throat> You know, it's a base of 200 bucks, but then you get a cut of the bar, so it was way bigger oh, than really? I thought it would be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? So and I it's guess, a nice place. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not that I don't love a good, right. you know. <laughs> dive or whatever. Dive, yeah, but right. yeah, it's a nice place. Right, you get to right. go do um, All right, so uh, hold on. I've got a bunch of stuff written down here. You guys have a 5,000-person network, mm-hmm. and uh, you advocate for our shared community, which is mm-hmm. the... the uh, stuff that you do with the city and do you are you guys in are you guys connected with the city like the music council the city Uh, music music commission yeah yeah we work with there's different commissioners for each correct each district district. council right thank you right yeah yeah and we actually have um we have a lot of great relationships with those guys uh in fact one of them scott strickland is our program manager uh, he's fantastic. I don't know if you know Scott. I do. Yeah. And he just toured with Natalie Price. I yeah, he, he was sure looking did. out for her while he was yeah. out there. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, but we're very connected with commission. Um, one of the big things I think right now that's very relevant is that you may have seen it in the group, but we're gathering sort of feedback on the live music fund application, you know, how the issues people are having, the successes, and we're going to present that to commission. Uh, next month so we can you know work on it and improve processes that's amazing uh, you must also be patient because there's there's uh, there's those things move glacially like yes. they move at this oh, yeah. pace that's just unbelievable yeah. like you're like this is really moves this yeah. slow i mean yeah. we got this money on the table in 2019 and here we are now you know <laughs> yeah we had a whole pandemic happen and now the money's going out the door so that's good yeah. though yeah yeah absolutely Ultimately, what yeah. what what else do you guys have? Like, what you yeah. guys do mixers as well? Yeah, you have, we have a monthly. One you have Perhaps. one tonight. Yeah, uh, me at my oh my. At my oh my, uh, that's correct. Yeah, and I memorized all that stuff. You're tonight. very nice, John. I don't. Yeah. I think that's why I write it down because yeah. I think directly oh, I, writing something with my hand I'm makes me remember it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm the same. Um, but yeah, that's just a great mixer for uh, musicians, city staff, industry folks, nonprofit leaders. We all just kind of get in a room and talk and you know, solve the world's problems. Um, and one of the other big things we, uh, we do, you know, we're on state and federal policy too. And this is the first year we've done state. We've been up at the Capitol a lot on the, uh, anti-drag show bill, which affects a large portion of our entertainment, uh, industry across Texas. You know, what exactly is that bill? Like I I honestly, like I was listening to news when you came in, but yeah, yeah. I do tune out a lot because it's it scares me. Sure, it's yeah. it's it's egregious. It's ridiculous. It's taking us back to the Stone Ages, but you know it's it's culture wars. And this this bill is dangerous because it's specific, the language is so broad, and yet the bill is so short. It specifically says that a drag show is a sexually oriented business, and a drag performer is uh, anyone. Excuse me, any performer who wears clothing makeup or hairstyle that does not identify with their birth gender so if you put on eyeliner so vaudeville yeah is out 
Esther's Follies, God forbid, there's a guy over there with Esther's Follies. If you put on eyeliner and get on stage at ACL, you could be arrested or or potentially, we don't know what it looks like. There goes the killers. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Right? No, I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Ballet, children's theater, WrestleMania. (laughs) I mean, all of it, you know? They, they, they will stop uh, coming to Texas. You know, we're talking about million dollar industries, comic cons. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it's, 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 it's embarrassing to, to it's me absurd, really. that our country ha- moves in these weird, like takes these huge backward steps yeah. every once in a while. You're like, God, we were doing so. Yeah. It makes me mad because I, I remember having this argument whenever Handmaid's Tale first came out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started watching it. And I, it bummed me out. Like, it was just a, sure. it was a sad fucking show. And I was yeah, like, yeah. this is really bleak. I don't know if right, I want right. to watch this. And I was talking to my aunt. She's like, well, you know, that's where things are headed. And I'm like, are you crazy, man? Come on. Yeah. It's like, no, I know, it's 2017, right? man. You never know. <laughs> yeah, You'd never yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in, in, in last ledge session, there were 30 anti-LGBTQ bills on the, on the ledge. Uh, this session, there's 163. And I think because these fuck faces figured out that they can fuck over women on the last ledge now they're they got licensed to kind of do anything they want and it's yeah man <laughs> it's really odd i mean yeah yeah that's a terrible i'm glad that that you guys are out there fighting yeah. that stuff um sure let's see what about uh the musician advisory panel tell me about yes. that yes well that is um we have 30 currently uh, we're always looking for more people who want to get involved, but basically we have uh, musicians from every council district, every uh, genre, every uh, demographic, really, uh, to come together and tell us, you know, kind of how we need to do this thing, you know. So we look to them for guidance. We look to them to do the deep listening within their communities and bring that back to the table so we can kind of funnel that communication up. Yeah. yeah. People always ask me, like, I, I mean, I don't, I, I imagine that it's always doing well and thriving, but mm-hmm. where do you see like the Austin music scene 2019 sure. as opposed to now? Like what, what has changed? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think that in a lot of ways it is getting better, uh, because the city is listening. It's become a priority and the city realizes that, you know, we can't just kind of act like things are okay. We need to pay attention to this. Um, yeah. And so they are listening a little more closely. And I think one thing that's changed since the pandemic is that uh, diversity, equity, uh, these are part of the conversations now where... Very much so. You know, it, w- it wasn't a thought before. And, yeah. you know, it's guys great. like you and me can... Like, it's almost like everything's hunky-dory and it's an afterthought because everything's just peachy in the city, right? But, you know, it's not for everybody. And I didn't really fully empathize with that until 2020 you know that we were all yeah. exposed to what it was and we didn't have a sure. chance to look away from it Absolutely that's the thing that. is we've always yep. had the uh, the we've been afforded the luxury because of the color of our skin both of us yep. are are uh, your parents are immigrants or mm-hmm. your uh my grandparents yeah. okay mm-hmm. my my parents are i mean i'm definitely like i mean i'm hispanic oh really i just don't look know. like it yeah yeah you know sure. yeah. uh but but because of that, we do, we've always had the luxury to be like, oh man, that is a drag that that's happening for you. But like, oh, sit, I'll talk to you later, man. I got to go yeah, to my gig. That's gigs. exactly it. That you're right? not getting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And now, you know, you just, you, like you said, you can't look away. And so now we have to, as hard as it is to be in some of those rooms and hear those conversations, yeah. uh, we got to do it. 
in 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 that question though, I had more of a of a uh, of a. Are there people like breaking out? Is there some kind of new kind of music that's bubbling up that people are like excited about? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. I think that well, you know, hip hop finally is getting its due. Um, it's been around in this city for decades and decades. decades. You know, T double. You know, uh, all these great but, uh, MC Overlord. But yeah. now finally. Uh, we've always had a guy, right? Like, it's right. not like there's been like yeah. a million of them. Yeah, it was like exactly. T double and then, yep. and then, and then MC yeah. and then, uh, and then, uh, 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 the, the, the metal guys. Mm-hmm. Remember them? They had the guys with masks on oh, stage God, and it was Vallejo. Right. What were they called? But it was Jeez. secretly Vallejo. Dirty Worms. Dirty Worms. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Um, yeah. the challenge with hip hop is that, uh, you know, I think a lot of the bookers in the, 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 the the leaders in this community, if you will, uh, decided that hip hop wasn't a money making uh, venture, which is crazy, you know. And so, hip hop only has a couple of uh, venues in town. Yeah, uh, you know. Well, the other the other thing too is that there is a long standing thing, and this like comes from being uh, like in clubs, mm-hmm. like when I shouldn't be, yeah, and, yeah. and in conversations I probably shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Or around listening to them, sure, sure. Is that 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 there, there was always a, uh, especially after the East Coast West Coast yeah, thing, there became right. like this sort of like, well, I mean, you know, if I have Mojo Nixon in here, he mm-hmm. might jump off the thing and break his own head, sure. But people don't normally shoot each other. This is like the the whatever happened at the Source Awards, right? Right. <laughs> and afterwards, right. Yeah. in nineteen ninety five, like stuck in these these yeah. these club owners' minds and bookers' minds that. It wasn't the artists that were that were. It was what was what was coming in, and Correct. unfortunately, that's black people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's 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 the way they were labeled, as opposed to just being like sure. people go to con- like those concerts happen every day. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and and you know it's without without violence. Yeah, exactly yeah. that, yeah. and we've got to get past that yeah. that fear. I think of just embrace you know embracing this rich cultural heritage. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the thing, and I, I, I have to, I do have to give it up for our community and for our city mm-hmm. and stuff because it is that thing that your whole life you're kind of trained to, like, if you're walking by yourself at night, to be scared yeah. if you see someone yeah. that's not of 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 that's just a regular white yeah. guy, no hoodie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been indoctrinated to be afraid. Exactly. When, exactly. You know, you see a person of color when, in fact. You know, the truth is they're afraid of us because we're the ones who have done all the damage. Yeah, we're fucking, yeah, you know, we're the yeah, ones who have yeah. enslaved them and killed them and yeah. all these things. So I think we've sold this message to ourselves that, oh, be afraid. Yeah. It's bullshit, you know. Are there people that you see people like, uh, like, I here's the thing I, I was going to say about yeah. hip hop. And I've had this conversation with a few mm. people on here. And somebody pointed it out to me, and right now I can't remember who it was, but they're like, oh, Austin's never had like, uh, never busted out hip hop wise, because there's never been an actual sound. Yeah. That I couldn't comment on. I, I, you know, it makes sense because all of the different movements came from like a city. Oh, yeah. And like they're screwed in Houston. Yeah. All that stuff's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, You know, I, there's so much talent here and I don't know if there's there's a a cohesive sound. sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's what I'm saying. There's no way to just elevator pitch. This is what Austin hip hop is. Correct. And so I don't, 
I, that's why I don't think it's broken yeah. out. It hasn't found its voice. I'll tell you uh, this. I think from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of really intelligent hip hop out there. Amazing. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's its own genre, but it's really, it's a different kind of way of looking at the genre. It's very positive, very uplifting. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I'm hearing, you know. I was seeing that a lot with like, uh, like DZ and, uh, mm-hmm. and Kid Jones both yeah. kind of have that yeah. same exactly. vibe. And yeah, stuff. very yeah. inspirational stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the things we're working on right now, I don't know if you know my my board member, Ray Price. Not the Ray Price we, right. we think of, but uh, Ray is um, on our board. He's uh, ex-military. He was actually on the team that captured bin Laden. He's a fucking badass, oh, really? this guy. Uh, he's a rapper. He's a... Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking boxer, surfer, hockey player. This guy's a superstar and he runs. He's a Navy SEAL too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he runs the, uh, well, Army, but he was in that. Right, right. right. Green Berets or whatever yeah, they yeah. call it. Yeah. And he runs the Notes for Notes nonprofit. They uh, offer kind of studio skills, music business skills to underserved youth. He's over half the country, but he runs the studio here out of Doris Miller Auditorium on the east side. And so with Doris Miller, you've got a place that was built. Uh, for the black community in the 1945 uh, hosted Louis Armstrong, Nat King Cole, Ella Fitzgerald, all these great artists over the years. And it's kind of fallen into disrepair. Now it's, there's a basketball gym and the stage and everything's falling apart. Uh, so we managed to get a grant of 35 K from the Austin parks foundation to kind of bring it back up to its former glory as a premier music venue. But then that opened up a bigger conversation about all these six square district venues like the you got the millennium you got kenny dorham's backyard right. what do these guys need so we can start to make a real home for hip-hop and latin music yeah um yeah latin music's huge though huge i went to the laboratorio last night the oh, carrie oh, rodriguez nice. thing yeah unbelievable yeah, yeah. How, I, I haven't been to one yet what's that like it's awesome. They they do some songs like her, uh, Alex Marrero playing drums. Oh, uh, I love it. David Polkingham. You know. He's on uh, Alex. Is oh, good. Yeah. He's a he's a love that guy. So yeah, much. he's yeah. great. There was a beautiful thing last night at the show. She spotlighted him and showed. They made like a little film about him and kind of who he really? is and what he's about. Yeah, I guess oh, she does man. one about each of the guys at the thing. And I was I, I was so that. glad I was at that one that had. Uh, we were exchanging some text messages this morning. Nice. I really just like that guy's. Super talent, also fellow Huge Cuban. Huge heart. Yeah. yeah. Love him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're both Cubans. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, the we same yeah. same people. Nice, nice. Oh, I love <laughs> people, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, I, I feel like the Latin music scene and like if Austin has like a music, like a sound right now, mm-hmm. it's psychedelic mm-hmm. cumbia music because there's so many bands. Those are the ones that You're are right. excelling. Absolutely. You know. Those yeah. group of Fantasma guys have branched off into like all these different production companies oh, yeah. making all this. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's amazing. I saw it Saturday at the Blues Fest, you know, where Adrian's oh, yeah. got his, his new thing. And um, God, that was amazing. You know, and we've got uh, Superphonicos and oh, yeah. uh, Freddy Rico 7. Yeah, it's it's all there. Yeah, all those guys yeah. are doing great. Yeah. And the, and the thing with Latin music is that, you know, again, so much of, you know, it's a huge community they're not getting all the same information about these opportunities because of the language barrier. And so one thing we try to do is 
you know, employ Alex oh, that's great. and Frederico yeah. to do translation services for us so oh. we can reach into those communities. Yeah. I could do that if you need it. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. I speak the language yeah. as well. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's, I hide it well. Yeah. I'm an infiltrator. That's what I, I see myself as. It's yeah. like a guy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the guy that sneaks in is like, Sopresa! Yo soy cubano! Oh my God. This is great. Okay. Um, yeah, what a great organization. Thank and you. uh what what was the uh I saw a news thing. Did you guys do you guys do that now regularly or is that yeah, that seems like it's hard that's a long show. That's hard to thirty minutes, yeah. It was inevitable. I guess I spent most of my career in T V news, so right, I know how to right. do these shows. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, Jessica's the yeah. lead anchor, Ray's our co anchor and um Jessica's everywhere, man. Man, she's all over it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's a 30 minute show. We got episode one out. We're working on two right now. How often will you be doing those? Uh, We're looking at once a month. Austin Public wants one once a month, but Uh we're, it takes a while. (laughs) You know, it takes a while to do these Mm -hmm. on top of all the other work we do. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, people can find out more. You're going to want to find out more about Austin, Texas Musicians. Go to austintexasmusicians.org. That's it. Yeah. And uh, they're once a month mixers. First mm-hmm. Monday of every month then? First yeah, Monday of the first. every month. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Where is my oh my? So that's the old, it's so confusing, but uh, it's a, it's behind the parish. You know, it's in the little alleyway. You in, enter there. The but old the parish? parish, which is now <laughs> the old north door. Okay. And then now the old north door is... Be- Get them become the North Door somewhere else. So it's it's like musical venue musical. Chairs. So it's over there, Fifth Street, exactly five hundred one yeah. building area. That's okay. the fi- it's the five hundred one building. Yeah, my uh, in the nineties, my ex wife worked there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she was a, a graphics person. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, because they used to have that that design. Studio that was a whole there. scene. Yeah. yeah, gear was there. Like that's, that's that was right. like the center of Austin. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, of like our film community yeah, at that point. That's right. Um. So, uh, yeah, we talked about most of this stuff. So people can find out more, find out more about it by going there. Sure. And mm-hmm. uh, you say your last name, Bukta? Bukta is exactly it. Very Czech. Yeah. 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 Czech. Yeah. It's good food. Oh, man. Yeah. I, if I never see another kolache in my life, I'll, I'll, it'll be too Oh, soon. really? Yeah. I don't have that with Cuban I was food. For, I, force-fed kolaches as a kid. But yeah, uh, yeah. Cuban food I could eat all day. So yeah. Right. But I was, I mean, I wasn't force-fed. I mean, I did, I always wanted to eat it. Yeah. So I don't have any yeah. problem with it. But, um. Uh, and your grandparents, they were they moved to Texas because this is a yeah, big. There's a lot of Czech. Exactly, they came in, you know, just like a lot of folks into the Galveston port, you know, in the early part of uh, last century. <laughs> it feels so weird to yeah, say. Yeah, so weird. And um, you know, so my dad didn't even speak English until he was like six or seven years old. I think. Wow. Yeah. Um. Where did they settle in Galveston or did they? Uh, Angleton, the- very nearby, okay. you know, just southeast of Houston. So, so that's where those guys all get, because there's a whole mm-hmm. central part of Texas, that yeah. whole like LaGrange and. Correct. You yeah. know, where there's. Yeah, they kind of spilled all the way up that corridor, okay. like a LaGrange, uh, Flatonia, very Czech country, you know, around. Yeah, there. Columbus so, is a big Columbus, Czech. Yeah. yeah, all of that's so. So Czech. interesting, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. The way people migrate. Yeah. It was cheap farmland you know for them and that's what they knew how to do when they got here so yeah Yeah. and a lot of things like that like i don't have like you know there's the neighborhoods in new york where people Mm -hmm. kind of like i'm italian what do i do like oh the italians i'll live over there right right so you go over there where they live my family like there was a bunch of doctor guys that were cuban guys that went to miami and then a couple of them got shipped off to other places to do like uh 
because their residency was paid for by a hospital because they have to redo yeah. your residency when you come. My grandfather was a doctor. Oh, well, okay. Right. So he had to go to, to Wichita Falls, but then he, I mean, he explains it like one of his friends called him and was like, hey, they got like a bunch, there's a big medical center there. Yeah. And they're yeah, working yeah. on it. They're going to make it bigger. And uh, we're all moving to this part of Houston called Sharpstown. Oh, Move man. There. So my grandparents yeah. are like within, you know, 10 blocks of their house are like six of their friends, yeah, families. Yeah. You know? My uh, partner, uh, Gwen Seal, mm -hmm. uh, entertainment attorney in, in, here in town, is from Sharps, Sharpstown. Sharpstown? So, yeah. Not many people can say that, I guess. No. But that's where she grew up. It's that's crazy. awesome. Do you guys go there? Uh, yeah. Her parents are still there. So she's <laughs> well, there a lot. Just yeah. what, curious what streets. Do you know? Oh gosh, I can't even. Okay. I couldn't even tell you. Would it be funny it if yeah. I'm walking out of my grandma's house one day and you're standing out? The yard my God, it street. could be. I mean, it's a small little community. Right? It really so, is. You know, yeah. uh, Tony Camel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, his family lives uh, like four blocks from my grandma's. No kidding. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, they must be so close. Yeah. That's crazy. It's by Strake Jesuit High School. Uh, yes, I yeah. believe so. Yeah. Well, no, she went to uh, like a academy or something like that. There's a, a Saint Agnes. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the, that's the female and the male is straight right, Jesuit. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. okay. Sorry. Yeah. Out of Houston, Sharpstown yeah, stuff. Saint Thomas, I think she went to. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah. You know who went to Saint Thomas? Uh, you're a Texas music guy. Remember Billy Goat? Yeah. Mike oh, sure. Dillon, the lead singer. Oh my of, God! I remember Billy, <laughs> Billy Goat. Goat went to Saint Jesus Thomas. Jesus Christ! It's been a long time since I've heard that band name. Yeah. Um. So you your parents moved here, and uh and. When you came along, mm -hmm. where were you guys living? Um, yeah, so we, uh, my dad, you know, moved us to, or he, rather, he went to Waco to work for a company. And so I'm from, born and raised in Waco, which nice. is not something I like to admit to a lot of people. But You, you know. and Jamie Harris. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's at Waco. Well, yeah, because I knew her dad, Chris Harris, when oh, yeah. I moved here. He, <laughs> he went to the opposing high school. I haven't talked to him in years, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you were a kid, you started getting sick and it was liver mm -hmm. illnesses? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was my first, very first memory, I think, was being in the hospital. And I spent, you know, pretty much my whole childhood in the hospital off and on. And, uh, you know, uh, was was really sick, uh, had my spleen removed at age six. Uh, kind of enjoyed some health during high school, but then it came roaring back. Uh, when I was in my college years, I was camping out with some buddies, woke up coughing up blood and, you know, uh, lost a third of my blood by the time they got me into the hospital and, and was gone for about, uh, I think about a minute or so. so you died. Yeah. Yeah. On Good Friday. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. so weird. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. That just, were you like a loner kind of kid then? I mean, um, do you have a really active imagination or what did you I, read a lot or what did you do? All of that, you know, I mean, I was probably more social than I, than I should have been with those circumstances. I have some great friends that I've had since I was like six years old, right? Still, we talk every day, but, um, but yeah, that it was a very lonely experience to be in the hospital. Like that's where I first learned about death because I had a little roommate, you know, in the Houston Children's Medical Center. Oh. Woke up one morning and he wasn't there. Oh know? man, and I didn't know what that meant. And I, I think I was like five, maybe, at that time. But yeah, um, Ugh. yeah, yeah, it was heavy stuff, you know. Um, but again, I, I, you know, laying on the hospital bed. What do you do? You start drawing. You start, you know, yeah. thinking about sounds and things like that so that's where it all started i think wow yeah. and then you got a liver transplant but that was many years that was recently yeah that was well 11 years ago 11 years um, ago so i finally i got 
you know, so sick. I, you know, I got, I was married as well. And about six months into the marriage, uh, this was 2000, year 2000, I got sick again. Uh, you know, we thought we had patched it up, but that's when I finally got the diagnosis uh, of primary sclerosing cholangitis, this rare liver thing. Okay. Uh, it just built and built and built and built for years. And I'll tell you, I was, I, I was interning at AFS. I was, you know, about to get a job with Rodriguez and, all of a sudden, like I got to go on disability. I'm 29 or 30 years old and just boom, it's done. And so I couldn't write a fucking song. I couldn't go back to work. I couldn't do any of this for years. It was such a dark place to be in. And just, um, you know, I finally got the transplant in 2012 and everything changed. You know, I woke up and immediately knew I had to pay it forward because somebody Literally, somebody had to die for me to continue to live. And so, you know, I'll spend the rest of my life paying that debt. Yeah. That's amazing. You're really lucky. Very lucky. Very blessed. It's a fucked up story, but really lucky (laughs) to come out of it like you did. Well, ditto. You know, know? I mean, same to you. Oh, thanks. But I mean, Jesus, that, you know, that kind of like physical illness and trying to reconcile it and knowing that you have died, even if it was just for moments and that you can just do that again and not bounce. I mean, that's a, that's a difficult fucking thing to sort of like. It took a a lot of, I mean, you were living with that from 2000 till 2012. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that part of it. Yeah. And, and really my whole life. And, and so. And still, you know, I had some complications a couple of years ago, but, you know, I'm great, you know, and I'm just so blessed to be able to do this work and give back, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I can't believe you're drinking wild turkey just straight from the bottle. Yeah, I know, man. That's, <laughs> you do what you can. Yeah, so. Now you're drinking clean, <laughs> yes, some Austin kind of thing Brand, that's right? good for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Um, so you probably don't drink then. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. not so much. <laughs> I like to keep my fresh, fresh parts fresh. Yeah, you yeah. like the guy that had a lung replacement. He's like, yeah, no, I'm smoking again. Yeah, somebody right. else's lungs. It yeah, doesn't matter. No thanks. Yeah. Um, well, man, I'm really happy that you made it through that. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah. Um, where did you record these EPs? Did you record them in the same place? Yes, I they did. sound. They have a. They match. Yeah. Thank you. Did it sound? Uh, was it okay? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I was like, yeah. the, you, you know, like somebody will work do one thing with one producer mm-hmm. in one studio and then one another. Yep. But yours really like. If you listen to them, oh, you did it at home. Yeah, all mm. me. Yeah, I just kind of picked, I, I was on GarageBand since it came out, and I finally progressed up to Logic and just kept tinkering until I could find what worked. And um, I know it's not like, you know, going into. So what are the drums? You program those? Yeah, you know, you got a little AI drummer in Logic. And you <laughs> Fucking can, AI, dude. Yeah, I know, right? I and, can't take it, dude. <laughs> did you hear that Beatles stuff? What's that? Do you hear those Beatles songs? Oh no! Oh yeah, that that yes, I that just saw AI that on wrote? fucking TikTok. <laughs> That's creepy. So creepy. One, one of them sounds like my old band, Mister Rocket Baby, <laughs> with Paul McCartney singing lead. Oh my god! I swear to God, that first yeah, one yeah. really does. I'm like, oh That's my god, amazing. that really sounds. Lonnie yeah. Trevino sent it sent it to me at like seven in the morning this morning. He's like, here's something for you because he knows I'm freaking out about. It. I'm scared of it. I'm yeah, really scared I am of it. too. Yeah, not in the music. Not that they're gonna. I mean, not that they're writing yeah. Beatles songs. You're like, well, we are totally fucked. But mm-hmm. um, I'm scared of of you know. Yeah, I saw 2001 when I was a little kid. Yeah, right. No, I know. <laughs> and I, I don't think those things, when you no, let them man. do what they want, do good stuff. Right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I was just given an interview about a month ago, and it was all about like, is AI going to replace, you know, musicians? Right. And um, dude, this new writer strike in Hollywood is based on that. 
Oh fuck! Are you serious? It's I basically didn't know that. based on like, hey, we gotta we gotta set some precedents here sure, because you sure. can't. can't well, just yeah, get a we bunch don't. Of AI it's the wild stuff. west right now. We don't we don't have any guidelines around it because we don't know what it is. Really. No, yeah. and it's scary when Elon Musk and those other guys, mm-hmm. like leaders in that world, come out and they're like, hey, everybody, stop! Yeah, just stop right now. I know, right? Because we don't know what this is gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh shit! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't believe him on a lot of things, but that I, a hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? like, if that guy knows one <laughs> right. thing, it's like that weird exactly shit. I don't that. understand like rockets yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you, you did those at home all on your own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All How do you know when you're done? Cause that's a, that's a thing that always happens to hell. some people when no, they're, that's it. I, I, you don't have to finish. Yeah. I, you know I, I mean? that's the thing. I finally, I guess it was just so many of our friends who were just like, look, you're never going to be done. You're, you're going to mix it and mix it and mix it, you know, a hundred times and then go back and remix it again. Cause everything, you know, yeah. at a certain point you just got to step away yeah. and just say, that's it and get it out there in the world. Right? Yeah. It's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I, I bounce in between. Um, I go to studios with a guy that knows what yeah. he's doing sure. and then do them on my own too. Like yeah. I, one like that one, totally right. just because sure. I, I get sick of myself mm-hmm. after a while in my own decisions. And then I mean, yesterday I was at that, uh, at, um, uh, at Cedar Creek, like yeah. the new Cedar Creek. Andrew, oh my God. Andre's. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome to so be in a place yeah. with the glass and the board know, and right? the, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I'm the same, you know, I have, I, I didn't send you this link, but I have a, uh, fuck a matching sweater christmas band we write original christmas music oh awesome i've been doing it for 12 years we finally got into fire station you know down yeah yeah san marcus and recorded the full album last year and then played our final show and broke up so Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and that outworks yeah yeah, totally i i'm i've noticed that you played a bunch of shows Mm recently like you're just you did your last one this last weekend or something yeah yeah the run yeah exactly that yeah it was it was really nice um you know i uh, part of it was kind of testing the waters for our musicians you know at some of these new venues we're booking um but it was great to get back out there and just you know i mean i don't think you probably have ever had this problem because you've been constant with it but like i i hadn't really played out solo for a while and so at the beginning of the process, I'm a little rusty. By the end, my confidence level is yeah. you know, through the roof. Yeah, I mean, I've spent the last couple of years, like I've put out some singles, mm-hmm. I've put together a band, I did a show at 310, did some mm-hmm. solo shows, but I haven't been hitting, I want to. Yeah, and it's yeah. really hard to sort of like navigate, like where do, how do I want to do this sure. now? Yeah, you know what totally, I mean? Totally, yeah. And a lot of it has to do with, it's not, I mean, it's so fun to play with people and I am a band guy, man. Yes, like, right. I, Sure. Came up playing in bands oh, yeah. and like totally. other people in the room and like making noise together. Yeah. We talked about, I, I booked you into Buzzard oh, yeah, Billings right. in like fucking that's right. 1992 <laughs> that's right. or three or something, right? Dude, you know that you booked me into Buzzard Billy's, was it Buzzard Billy's or Scruffy mm-hmm. Murphy's? One of those. I think, I no, it was Buzzard Billy's. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. You booked me into, you were booking mm-hmm. there in the summer mm-hmm. of 94? Uh, was it 93, 94? I don't it know. It was 94 right because... Yeah. I we started our show late there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because of the OJ low speed chase. God, I remember. And it was on the TVs there. I fucking remember that. Yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. remember sitting there with the band and the guy. I mean, it might have been you. Like, yeah. hey, you guys don't have to start you. Let's let's Oh shit. <laughs> see what's no, that happening. was me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. Johnny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So we experienced like a piece of history together. We yeah, watched the OJ me. low speed chase. I together. forgot about that. Yeah, we had it on all day. 
Yeah, that's one of my, that's my most distinct memory of Buzzard Billy's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Golly. It's how weird and Ooh. surreal that was. Like, oh, I know. Why is OJ running from the police? He killed his wife. Yeah. OJ? Like, yeah. really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it just went on and on and on. Yeah. It did. I don't yeah. even know when we played that night, but I do remember it was summertime and we were, there was a basketball game and then it cut yeah. in for the thing. And then there was like a, you don't have to go on stage yet. Let's, right, let's right. see how, let's see what yeah, happens know, with right? this. No one's going to be watching you guys. Yeah. And y'all played Scruffies a lot too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I just remember that both of those, that was weird that those two places mm-hmm. were in the same city with yeah. kind of similar feeling names. Scruffy Moses. Yeah, Scruffy's I know, right? Buzzer Billy's. I, I don't, yeah. Remember Burgers and Blues? I sure that do. Place? Yeah. That, <laughs> that was like was way weird. fancier than it needed to be for It was like a hard rock yeah. cafe or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> it it was. I don't think it lasted very long. No. Yeah. I remember yeah. they did have a sandwich there called the Cheesy Ray Vaughn because I was like, oh, this is just <laughs> awful. It's like, it's just, I don't think anyone, anyone in the Vaughn family would approve of this Probably burger. Not. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, oh, wow. Um, anyway, people can find your music. Yeah, uh, under the name Bukta. That's it. So it's Bukta music mm-hmm. and Bukta in uh, on a uh, on Spotify in the streaming. That's services. exactly it. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was one of those things where finally I, I was looking around, looking around, looking around for a moniker, and I'm just <laughs> well, like, well, you know, fuck it. I yeah, mean, you know, just use my own last name, like my, Micah Montenko. He uses his yeah, last yeah. name, or you know, plenty, plenty I did of it. guys we know, right? I did it. Yeah, did you? Yeah, Gaudi. Gaudi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Vallejo. Yeah, Vallejo, perfect example, yeah. right? Santana. Yeah. I thought it was just a Latin dude thing, but I guess mm-hmm. everyone's doing it now. Mm-hmm. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> it's a Czech thing now, too. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, we we tried to have a bunch of different names, and it mm-hmm. was in uh, 1998. Yeah. And we okay. had gotten signed to uh, Lars Ulrich's subsidiary of oh, Electra. Cool, wow, and okay. you had this, like, when you went to do this, like, oh, hey, we're going to have a new name, they yeah, would yeah. be like, okay, it wasn't like just a thing on the internet. Like you had to pay a certain amount of money to do this search to make sure, sure that that copyright was clear sure, sure. to use. Yeah. And I think we spent like $1,200 oh, of God. the label's money. We finally got a letter, uh, like a fax from Lars that was like, hey, I signed Gaudi. Yeah. I'm fine with Gaudi. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just, let's, let's stop just throwing away money like yeah, my band sure. threw away money like nobody's like we just were like oh we got all this money well let's right. just throw it away oh god <laughs> yeah right yeah the classic yeah we didn't know what we we're doing but anyway hopefully uh now with austin texas musicians people will be able to get in there and with all of the different infrastructure uh that austin has for people to learn about what it is that they do with people like us that Absolutely. have all yeah done weird shit yeah, one of the big things we try to lean into now is education um, and voter registration. You know, we went around the state last summer. I don't know if you that saw That was really it. impressive, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we went to El Paso, Laredo, and, and the Rio Grande Valley where uh, registration numbers were low, the low, lowest, yeah. right? And hosted a series of free Tejano Cumbia Mariachi concerts to register voters. But but one of the things, you know, we, we just want to educate musicians about, you know, how to advocate for themselves. One of the big things on the federal level um, is, you know, uh, royalty rates, you know. Um, and, and one of the great things about uh, Gwen, who I mentioned earlier, she managed to get in Doggett's ear about this a couple of years ago. Uh, next thing you know, she's got a, a meeting with the U.S. Copyright Royalty Board. Wow. Uh, and looked at uh, streaming rates, f- or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, mechanical royalty right, rates right. for physical product. Right, right. 
uh, frozen at nine cents per unit right. since 2006, managed to get it up to 12 cents per unit. Oh, that's great. Uh, with, with a lot of other people's help, you know, Chris Castle here in town and folks like that. But I love Chris. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, the next one, we're looking at royalty streaming rates for Spotify, YouTube, that kind of stuff. And there's a comment period when musicians can actually, uh, you know, comment on this and and say what they think and they often don't know about these opportunities because it's not marketed to them and uh you know and so the guys who do show up are the spotify's and the youtubes and things exactly like that. exactly right yeah. yeah yeah i'm glad you just said that because a lot of times people are complaining and they realize that they're complaining about shit they can actually do something about Absolutely they're just they are not that. doing anything the spotify guys are doing stuff about it that's yeah. it you know uh a couple of weeks ago we hosted a thing with the mechanical licensing collective a new uh organization uh that was created by the government to get out uh you know all this black box money that's that's been collected for years uh you know for interactive uh, streaming services. So your Spotify's, your Apple Music. Right, right. Um, but you got to register with the MLC to get that money. You probably have a bunch of money sitting there. I need to register you know? with the MLC. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. I can note to myself. Yeah, but, you know, our thing, our number one thing we say is show up, speak up, and be heard. Yeah. You know, don't complain Yeah. if you don't want to show up and do something about it, right? Yeah. So. Well, man, I'm I'm really glad you were able to come, Pat. Yeah, this is me great too, getting to talk Thank to you, you so and much, uh, have you on the show and get yeah. to hang out again since Definitely. the OJ thing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, truly. Um, uh, you have any other shows coming up this summer or anything? Me? You know? Uh, no, you know, but I'll, I'll tell you this: it was so inspiring. Like I did the BMI showcase the other week, and to be oh, in a yeah. room where people are actually there to listen to the music. Oh so yeah, I'm gonna try to go for more venue shows. Yeah, like, yeah. As, what about um, what are the shows like at Aloft is downtown, right? Uh, well, this one that we book for is uh, up north, north. one eighty three. Okay, um, but then the, all we have all the Easy Tiger locations. When is the music at Easy Tiger? Do you know um, offhand? Like, yeah, they do it. Uh, I played Wednesdays, but I know they're doing Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Oh wow! So, so four days. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot, uh, a lot of opportunities. What are the times? Um, like mine was seven to nine. Seven to nine. So it's a really okay. reasonable so it's like a, gig. Cool, yeah. And it's a $300 gig, you know. Nice. For two hours. Not bad, right? All right. So, yeah. And I also have a band. I think you met my bandmate, Tommy Siragusa. Oh, uh, no, Tommy. Years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is Big Trick. I think he told you at that time, this is the one that's all booty shaking, fun, mm -hmm. R&B kind of stuff. So that's that's us. So we'll, we'll be doing a lot more this year. Yeah. He's a good guy. Tell yeah. him I said hi. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah definitely. Man. Yeah. Thanks for doing the show. People can Thank find you, you at bookedamusic.com. I'll put links to it there. And Sweet. also uh, find the Austin, Texas Musicians uh, at austintexasmusicians.org. Yep, yeah. and we're ATX Musicians on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's right, ATX yeah. Musicians. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, John. Gang, that was Patrick Bukta. Go to buktamusic.com to find out what's going on with Patrick and his music. Uh, check out the Mortal Gallery EP and Jigsaw Man EP. And if you want to get involved with Austin, Texas musicians, go to atxmusicians.org and you can start there. Follow them on the socials. Do what you can. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you did enjoy it, don't forget you can share it on all your socials. And you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you find podcasts, be it Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere. New shows every Tuesday and every Friday. We drop from the vaults on Saturday and whatnot. Don't forget, if you live in Austin and you're listening to this the day that it comes out, tomorrow, Wednesday, 
May 31st, Palace is playing at Emo's. Great, great band. Check them out. Go do it. And uh, I want to thank Pat for doing the show. Go find him at booktomusic.com and uh, find Austin, Texas musicians at atxmusicians.org. Gang, have a great week, whatever it is you're doing. I hope you enjoyed your holiday weekend and you were safe. I'll let you know how the uh, state Senate end of session party was on, t- on Friday. All right? Have a great weekend. A week. Let's get down. Of my